0: Hello and welcome to What a Terrible Idea It Is to Ask Us Questions. Uh, today's episode is going to be a Q&A format, just going over some questions we've had from our avid listeners. We've had to sort through stacks and stacks of uh, letters, haven't we, boys?
1: haven't had yeah. to make up any questions or so, no,
0: we? No, no, not at all. <laughs> we actually um, get lots of letters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, when um, Instagram people say... I've had loads of questions asking how I make my oats in
2: the morning. <laughs> really? <laughs> loads of people ask me this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, how many people have asked you how to make whey paste? To be fair... Look,
0: actually more, loads of people.
1: Way more than need to ask. <laughs> Every time someone asks me, I am equally as surprised as the first time. Mm. If not more so, considering I now have a story on my page saying how to make it.
2: Do you want to explain to people what whey paste is and how to make it?
1: Well, whey paste is whey protein powder mixed with a little bit of milk into a thick, gloopy paste, um, with a spoon and a bowl actually. I made it well. with a fork as well. It's... Oh yeah, I made it on a plate and a fork as well. <laughs> But given <laughs> all, we're just explaining things with all the available options here, we might as well not talk about the time we made it in our car.
2: <laughs> Can
0: be made the plane, Or on the plane. And planes.
1: Can be made with water.
0: Can be. I
2: often make it with water.
1: Water's worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, it water is, but is it's
2: worse. so convenient. Still better than shake with water.
1: Shake with water is terrible. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: yeah the reason we use whey paste is because...
2: Protein shakes it. Are-
1: Horrible. Taste awful, especially with water. And yeah. then if you have like three a day, because you're lazy and can't be able to make any other protein, bio- protein sauce, uh, milk gets a calorie, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, sure. it's not, and it's also not as nice. It's literally so good. Whey paste is unbelievably tasty, yeah. especially with blueberries. It's actually... Frozen blueberries. It's and awesome. it's
0: great because you can get all different varieties of flavours of...
1: <laughs> whey paste can't you Ali? You only want vanilla <laughs> If you get any other flavour you're making a massive error uh,
0: What you definitely don't want is um, Maxi Muscle Lean Vanilla Whey Paste That's terrible isn't it? That was bad whey paste We had that this morning
1: How bad was it? Uh, mm. That
0: was a, like the worst whey paste I've ever had
1: Really? Yeah. Why was it so bad? Consistency? It was
0: like um, you know like when you try and make it with vegan protein mm. And it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like that. But it was it? way. How? I don't know. How? Apparently, adding green tea and money to your way. <laughs> shredded money. <laughs> it was with green tea. I imagine. Yeah. Well, it's the lead lead way. One. It? Oh. I think they just add green tea and shredded money because it
1: costs like, yeah. twice as much. Well, what else are they gonna do with it? They might as well put the money back in it. <laughs> as said. reinvesting it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just to uh, uh, go into a bit more detail there, <laughs> please never, ever, ever buy Diet Way. When you buy Diet Way, you hand over more money for a worse and less of a product. Hmm. Yeah, less for your money, tastes awful, um, so it's, it's pointless.
0: Yeah, completely pointless. Very pointless. Uh, we do have just two announcements, I believe. Uh, before we go into the Q&A. So we've got our next handstand workshop is in Bristol at Sweatbox Gym on the 20th of July. Well,
1: mate?
0: I think this is the first podcast I've got that date right on. Is, is it? Yeah, it's uh, quite a well, moment be hard on, on yourself, mate. Yeah, but no, but I'm pretty sure it is there.
1: <laughs> mate, we're all learning, aren't we? We are learning, this
0: is true. <laughs> um, and also, we've got a very exciting announcement. Our handstand ebook is almost ready. Is it? Yeah. That is good news. It's with the publishers. It's with the publishers. (laughs) Uh, It's having the last few animations done to it.
1: Mr. Penguin's getting ready to release it. Yep.
0: (laughs) It's a Penguin original. (laughs) Um, And that should be out by the end of June, hopefully. That is actually really exciting. exciting. Um, So stay tuned for that. We're going to start releasing a couple of the um, graphics and stuff so you can sort of see. They can look really, really cool, actually. The it?
1: graphics are so cool, aren't they? They're
0: very fun. Mm. It's sort of like half comic book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Half instructional ebook.
1: I think it's a full comic book, full instructional ebook. Gosh, two products <laughs> for the price of one.
2: If you don't smile when you read it, then you're dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you not read
1: it in our voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have we got um, does it say in it who wrote each part it doesn't yeah. It should do that so that people can <laughs> read in our voices <gasps> we could do it as an audiobook could. <laughs> and he'll speak our own bit yeah. that's what the podcast for the next couple of months can be is us reading our own book that's a great idea
1: bonus episodes yeah
0: and um, Stephen Fry apparently is going to do the foreword for us yeah <laughs> he'd be good at that yeah <laughs> He's excellent, isn't, he? mm. yeah, really isn't he? He's really good at it. Got a good voice. Um, so I think those are our only two announcements. So we can crack on with uh, our Q and A episode. Um, but first of all, fact of the day, because we wouldn't leave you without a fact. No, gosh, that'd be sad, wouldn't it? Mm. Be very sad. Can you imagine doing a podcast and not giving people a fact of the day?
1: I would be really sad.
0: If I was a listener, I'd be angry. Mm. I would only listen to podcasts that have,
2: include fact of the day. Yeah, it's a valid point. We should always make sure we do a <laughs> <laughs> fact of the day. for today is Slovenia related. Why is Why it... So- is it- <laughs> Very <laughs> topical, actually. Very
0: topical. <laughs> because in two days, we are flying out for the second hybrid holiday. What?
1: How do you say the second in like a posh way? What's second? No, is in like inaugural.
2: Oh, right. Is um, there a-
1: an ultimate for second last. Is there a one for second? Mm. No.
2: No, I don't think so.
0: I don't think there is. Maybe that can be the fact of the day next time. <laughs> it's <laughs> like Yeah. Um,
2: um, but go ahead. Yeah, so Slovenia, fact of the day. Slovenia's got a really small population. And the population of Ljubljana, which is the capital, is actually smaller than Coventry.
0: No. So, yes. Not Coventry. <laughs>
2: Gosh. I'm yep. glad
0: that you did that cuz I compare all cities I visit to Coventry.
2: <laughs> um, at just 270,000. <laughs> I don't know how many Coventry's got, but more than that. <laughs> 280 maybe. Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs> it's about the same size as Swansea though. <laughs>
1: She just lists like all the UK cities. Like. <laughs> Ljubljana is smaller than London, <laughs> Manchester, there for sure, Liverpool definitely, definitely. Bristol, <laughs> definitely Bristol. Yeah, not Bath though. Not Bath, yeah. but I'm not Bath. Bath's about ninety thousand. Is it? Is it? Oh, that's <laughs> very small. That's another fact. No, it's, that's but it used great. to. Well, well, that's actually that's not a verified fact. When I was at school, it was seventy. So I assume it's now bigger. <laughs> 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 Population growth
2: in it. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> that does happen sometimes. <laughs>
0: uh, but we have another fact, don't we?
2: We do. Um, the fact is that the Slovenians have meant to the wheel, but I'm going to caveat that because at the time it probably wasn't Slovenia because <laughs> I don't know how long Slovenia has existed as a country for, but not that long. How long? Um, well, they found the Ljubljana Marshes wheel which radiocarbon dates back 5,150 years, which is the oldest ever found, apparently. That is an old-ass wheel. Yep. So, it's very 19. small,
0: but very clever country. Yep.
2: 1918. 1918. Definitely before
1: that. Before then. <laughs> <laughs> Much what before it, what then. was it before then? Was it before um, Yugoslavia? Uh, As in, like, be- was it... Was it Yugoslavia or was it, was it something before Yugoslavia? I don't
0: know. I don't feel remember.
1: like that's a bit of a tangent don't to make, go off.
2: Don't make us look stupid <laughs> on the podcast.
0: <laughs> right. You carry on researching the history of Slovenia. <laughs> We've lost Ali for the episode. Uh, so our first topic supplements. Ooh. Ooh. Ali, we sort of need you for this one. Ooh. <laughs>
1: I'll just just Uh, repeat what you say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we had a question just sort of generally asking what supplements are good and worth taking.
1: Um, To be fair, most supplements are pretty useless. Yeah. So if you went into any sort of supplement store and (laughs) put anything on the shelf, the chances are it'd be pretty useless to be fair. Um, There are very few that actually have um, an ergogenic aid, so a performance enhancing aid um, and of the ones that actually do the effect is very small. That doesn't mean they're pointless to take but it means the reality is like the, the actual effect size that you're going to get from that supplement even if it's an effective one is pretty small and often the the effect you get from it is a byproduct of potentially being a little bit more healthy, potentially being a little bit less susceptible to illness, injury, those sort of things. So, the one, the one um, that's an absolute—you're uh, kind of silly not to take, really, if your goal is to be better in performance and live a longer, potentially even uh, healthier life. Is creatine, because um, not only will it almost certainly have a positive impact on your performance, so you can actually probably perform high intensity of exercise for a slightly longer duration. Um, it also, and this is like a pretty cool research that's probably come out in the last like sort of 10 years or so is um, it has neuroprotective benefits as well. So like potentially has a benefit in stopping the onset of Alzheimer's potentially so early or Or Later in life, if you have it at a young age, like my kid is definitely getting creatine from the age of about four onwards. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so it's got decent uh, performance enhancing effects. Uh, You know, you can, mm, it's really hard to quantify, but like the reality is, if you could gain sort of three to five percent as a natural athlete, that's unbelievable. Mm, Um, And if you're a responder to creatine, which most people are, um, the chances are you will get a little bit from it. Because uh, the muscle cell will just have a little bit more creativity in it, which should give you, whether that's an extra rep in the gym, whether that's just a bit higher performance per set or whatever it is, it probably will give you a decent amount of performance increment. Um, and, and, and like I said, as a natural athlete, you just don't get that anything else. Yeah.
0: The um, You said you were going to give it to your kid. Yeah. Do you take it? Yes. I try really hard <laughs> <laughs> to remember. <laughs> That is the one downside of creatine and all supplements, really, is mm. you have to do it every day. Yeah. And it's so hard to remember. It
1: is really hard to remember. <laughs> yep. Taking any supplement <laughs> slash medication is very hard. <laughs> so hard, in fact, that I'm pretty sure some life saving medication is dosed at a higher quantity than it needs to be done to count when people forget to take it. Is it? <laughs> mm, that's interesting. It's crazy, isn't it? That is, that is mental. Imagine that you're like... Struggling with life, <laughs> medications in the kitchen, you sat on the sofa. What we have tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd definitely be me. Yeah.
1: No doubt That <laughs> would be me. Oh, man, imagine three months in. I had it yesterday. I'll have it tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I it this morning. Don't worry about
0: <laughs> it. I definitely do that. I come home from the gym and I feel disgusting and know I need a shower. I know how easy getting in a shower is, how fast it is, and how much better I'll feel afterwards. No, <laughs> I'm gonna lie in my own sweat for two hours.
1: Uh, so back to creatine, I suppose. If you do take it, um, you don't really need to load it. So a lot of people will tell you that you have to to load creatine in the region of sort of like twenty grams a day, which is it's just completely not required. Really, you can do it if you want, but you will be slightly susceptible to like gastrointestinal yeah, distress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you say the word distress, yeah. <laughs> 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 means bad. Um, so, yeah, 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 bad. So no. Like, no, distressed. distressed. <laughs> um, so the only thing you really want to do with creatine is allow the muscle cells to get fully saturated so you can just do that with sort of like five to 10 grams a day depending on how much you weigh
2: pretty much all the side effects of creatine are from the loading phase as well like you don't have to like load like have a loading phase and then deload it or have time off it like literally just try and take it all of the time
1: yeah there's absolutely no reason to cycle it um
0: because you're gonna forget sometimes, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> the natural, natural. cycle.
1: The, um, the, the long is one of the most widely researched um, supplements out there, and th- the thing is about it is like it's really, really, really unbelievably safe, which is probably like the, one of the biggest things. Really, like there's not many things you can just take forever in the full knowledge that they're probably gonna, they're almost certainly helping you rather than take hindering your having some sort of, like, need to get off them. Uh, creatine is just, like, unbelievably safe for very, very long-term use and probably really beneficial. Nice. What um, about other supplements? So, other ones, um, vitamin we're, D, what were you going to
2: say? I was just going to say, we're not counting whey as a supplement. Mm. Whey, whey is a protein source. Yeah. Um, it's food. Yeah. It's, food, it's, isn't it? it's, it's a food.
1: Is cheese a supplement?
2: But it's...
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I... My nan told me that
1: protein powder was steroids. Yeah, well, my mum still thinks it is. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks we sell steroids over the counter in the gym. <laughs> Alex, what's this? It's just some way, mum. Well, you better not sell this. <laughs> no, that's unfair. She does not read that anymore. She used to, though. <laughs> I was going to say, I saw something in your school. Yeah. yeah. Now, my mum's on, on it now. She's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, on one of my, that's one of my favourite questions is what people say, So are you on, do you you, you take protein powder? you on protein powder?
2: (laughs) Are you on on chicken? (laughs) Are you on milk? You're on the milk, aren't you? (laughs) You're on the milk, mate. You've (laughs) been on that milk. I know you (laughs) have.
1: So yeah, so whey is literally just just a derivative of milk. Um, so if you don't consider cheese to be a supplement, <laughs> then you probably shouldn't consider whey to be a supplement. <laughs> cheese is more processed than whey, to be fair. For sure. Uh. It takes more to get cheese out of milk than to get whey out of milk. <laughs> um, so yeah, vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, that's useful. That is a good yeah. one. Um, who should take vitamin D? Probably everyone who doesn't get much exposure to sunlight, really. There's even some studies that in... um collegiate, um, like, American football players who are obviously outside a lot of training in California. Mm. And they're deficiencies the in vitamin D as well. Um, you know, maybe it's because they're just, like, in unbelievably un- enormous amounts of headgear to toe gear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but they're not getting enough... But like, you'd expect, like, you know, 16-, 17-, 18-year-olds to be, especially if they're playing football, outside enough to get a decent chunk of vitamin D mm. at other times. And they're just not, so... You do have to pretty much,
0: like full body exposure to get sufficient amounts to you?
1: Mm, it depends on your skin tone really like if you're if you're like ginger and quite white um, you can get away with probably half an hour in like UK summer mm. shorts and t-shirt exposure would probably be enough but if you've got like any sort of um, it, it, it just it goes from like if you're really really white to if you're really really black you just need more or less you if you're on that scale um so it just depends, but like the thing about vitamin D, like it's really easy to get your vitamin D that was checked. But the, um, you might as well just take it. Yeah, you might as well just take like a a low dose that's plenty sufficient. So somewhere in the region of like two and a half thousand international units a day um, would mean that you are have a perfect amount, um, and it's you know so much lower than any level that could potentially give you any sort of um, toxicity that it's yeah. really 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 highly safe as well and because it's fat soluble
0: it's actually okay to forget it every now and again mm-hmm. isn't it? so if you do forget it just the next day have an extra spray and it's fine it? yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you
1: take you can yeah you can you can take it in, in once a week and just take seven times as much or you could take it every other day and take twice as much doesn't really matter too much and would it matter if i was also outside would I have to worry about how much uh, so not really actually like if you um, if you do t- if you do supplement with it and then get a lot of exposure to sunlight, the exposure to sunlight that you get um, that vitamin D. So the vitamin D that's probably ben- is, is really beneficial is is a uh, vitamin D3. That's what has the sort of like uh, neuroprotective properties, bone bone health properties, all that sort of stuff. Um, and if you are exposed to a lot of sunlight and you take vitamin D3. Um, should be quantified like should be said like should be vitamin D3 then the conversion that you make from sunlight actually if you've got enough D3 just get converted into D2 which is a, a different vitamin but it doesn't it has no um, there's no harmful effect of that
0: excellent uh, the other one is probably stick to like a list of basics mm-hmm. often gets recommended is omega 3
1: yeah definitely we had yeah. a bit
0: of a chat before and you were saying you're actually not sure.
1: Yeah. Um. So, look, I don't really know enough to to say either way, really, because um, there's a good amount of data in in omega three fish oils that they are excellent, hmm. and they've got loads of really, really, really quite small but really positive effects across the board from bone health, to um, like brain health, I suppose. Um, even like to really small effects on fat loss. Um, so a really, really useful thing to definitely have in your diet. Uh, so, but there's a bit of question as to whether like even the supplements that you buy that have been tested are, are actually have those levels of the active in, um, fatty acids, uh, EPA and DHA, don't ask me to say them because they're long, long fucking words. <laughs> um, have an a- adequate amount of those uh, fatty acids to to have the potential benefit beneficial effects. And um, a lot of those, a lot of the fish oils that you can get over the counter or that haven't been properly checked um, have like quite a lot of heavy metals and um, potentially some microplastics in from from the, the the fish that the fish have eaten. They get cycled up through the food chain. Um, so potentially it is worth thinking about trying to sort of have oily fish three times a week from like a decently farmed um source. source. Yeah. For sure. Um, but like I don't my opinion on that's been potentially a bit different how it was like one or two years ago. But then I don't, I haven't done enough research into it to to say definitively, we can definitely know definitively like 1.8 to three grams of EPA and DHA per week is a really, really excellent amount to take. Um, But it probably is almost certainly worth making sure that that amount is from a responsibly sourced, not necessarily responsibly sourced actually, um, like sourced from a place where the fish that they're using haven't got um, like a shitload of microplastics and heavy metals in them. and that's really hard to to do because the seas are pretty fucked with plastics. Yep, <laughs> yep. Because people don't recycle. Out of it. <laughs> um, I think you have to reuse a reusable bag seventeen hundred times to have a carbon neutral effect versus a a single use plastic bag. That's it's never going to last that long. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't <laughs> it? They last at most two
2: trips to the supermarket, <laughs> yeah. if you remember to take them ever. That's the hardest part, <laughs> yeah. <if> I remember <laughs> to them.
0: Uh, Okay, I think that pretty much does supplements. It. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, what else have we not said? Not said
0: anything about caffeine. Yeah,
1: that's uh, true. Caffeine,
0: yeah. it's delicious, if you it's have it as coffee. It is yeah. delicious as coffee. It's not delicious as caffeine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tastes horrible as just caffeine.
1: Yeah. Well, caffeine's a funny one, really, because like, if it was invented today... And it wasn't in so many like household things. It would be banned. It would be a banned substance. Yeah, yeah. Like it wouldn't be allowed in sport. Like the like Wada have tried to ban caffeine quite a few times, but the reality is like what you to do make athletes not drink coffee or have chocolate. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So you just can't do it. Um, it's it's in so many things that you you just can't um, take it away as a as a performance enhancing. Um, drug but that's that's what it is it is a performance housing drug like I am heavily addicted to (laughs) coffee if I don't don't have coffee for like until like one o'clock in the afternoon I have got a headache
0: oh the worst headache
1: it's savage
0: when I used to be a carpenter used to like um, drive around between loads of different pubs yeah and if I didn't get a coffee by like 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning I like legitimately couldn't see straight <laughs> like, I would have I would have split vision and like couldn't do any work for the afternoon because <laughs> at that point like no amount of like caffeine would then like catch me up but really? if I hadn't had it by that point it was That's awful crazy
2: wow <laughs>
1: there was
0: like it was I used to get quite anxious if it got to like nine o'clock and I hadn't had a couple of coffees because I knew I'd being capacitated for the afternoon. <laughs>
1: it's unbelievable. Bro, it's crazy, I
0: it? literally couldn't see straight my head, it would be so bad.
1: Wow. So, caffeine really useful. <laughs> <laughs> caffeine actually is a very, very useful performance enhancing uh, drug. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Um, for, like, it has um, for, for just for like normal gym performance, you know, having like one or, one or two coffees before you train. It's Probably not going to improve performance, yeah. Per se, but say, but um, if you like, if you want an actual performance enhancing effect and you are quite habitualized to having caffeine, you need some in the region of six to nine milligrams per kilogram. Um, which is a lot Consider like we're almost all 100 kilos, that's 60 to nine, almost a gram of caffeine. caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. Um, <laughs> But at NFG how much, we were, yeah, how much do
2: you think you had at national I, games I think I had 1.2 grams of yeah. caffeine at NFG yeah.
1: <laughs> before, before the first event we'd had um, 650 or 700 because we had the coffee on the way and then yeah. 9 pro plus and then by the end of the day yeah it was like 1.2 grams yeah
2: it's a lot of caffeine it's a lot how did yeah. you feel after that <laughs> Uh, I think I felt worse from doing too much fitness than <laughs> too much caffeine, but the caffeine probably contributed to the way I felt. Did you have heart palpitations? No, I didn't, but my kidneys did hurt, but again, I don't know if that was down to the fitness
1: of the caffeine. <laughs> it's interesting, because there is a question today on uh, fitness and disease, and I'm pretty sure you, you fitnessed yourself to a disease yeah. that day.
2: My nervous system was not happy for the next week, for sure. But, that
1: was a tough day, wasn't
2: it? Yeah. Just to round up on supplements, I think we're saying that like th- those are the kind of like, the main ones that do have a positive impact. that sort of does have a bit of magnitude to it. So like, there's a load of other supplements like beta-alanine and things like that that do have a small impact. But it's like for the amount of money you will probably spend on it, like unless you really, really want to optimize everything, which for most people there's bigger things you can focus on. Probably not worth it, but if you yeah. do want to research anything, uh, Examin.coms excellent mm-hmm. for just like research reviews um, on pretty much everything, and it gives you sort of like the magnitude of effect, but also how good the studies were on that, so you can kind of get a, a decent idea of like what data is available.
1: Yeah, Examins unbelievable. Um, much better than us, really. Right? Yeah, <laughs> us. but
0: considerably less entertaining. Yeah.
1: So. The thing is, that also I find funny is when people say. Don't worry about supplements. to you get everything else right? And it's like, no, that's a silly thing to say. Because if it helps, it helps at every level. Yeah, yeah. So if it helps you go from a hundred percent to one hundred and one percent, do you know what I mean? If you were look, everything else optimal and then you had supplements, move to one hundred and one. Um, it would also help you go from seventy to seventy-one. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like yeah, it helps at every level. So do you haven't you haven't got to get everything else right first? There might be more important things. But like if you want to take it, then you. That's all you do. You, you still just like sit around doing nothing. It's probably a good idea.
2: Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. No, no I am we'll saying say, like we'll say it was. if you're if you're at seventy percent, mm-hmm. rather than making the effort to take creatine, it would probably mm-hmm. be better to make the effort trying to habitualize something else that would have more of an impact.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but like it, they do have an impact at every level.
2: Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Of course, of course. Excellent. Next question.
0: Bicep kills.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is that is the question.
1: I think what he's saying is, should I do bicep kills? <laughs> no, he knows he should do them. Oh, so no, no. no. Is it, <laughs> is this is from Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is from Andy. Gary. <laughs> this is from a real life action man. Yeah. Uh, if you have, if you're not driving right now, open your phone, go on Instagram, and just search Andy Torbett. How do you spell his second name?
0: T O R B E T. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you'll be, the guy is an action man. Yeah. All he does is things that are incredible. He jumps out of planes, deep sea, cave dives.
2: (laughs) It's like, he's just like, it's crazy, isn't it? He is unbelievable. He did a
0: skydive and raced a Peregrine Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He had to attach rockets to himself, though,
2: (laughs) because he wasn't going quickly enough. (laughs) (laughs) Did he really?
1: (laughs) He um, he He is a hero, isn't he?
2: Yeah, and he'll hopefully be on the podcast soon. We are going so to get Andy on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely do bicep curls. I think it's, I think it's worth saying actually. Like, particularly if you're doing quite a bit of bodyweight training, doing like high rep bicep curls is actually really, really good for like <laughs> your elbow health. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of stuff like ring work and things like that is is genuinely really stressful. And two guys <laughs> laughing at ring work. <laughs> Sorry. You find it, it stress me, mate.
1: <laughs> ring work's distressing, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it? Depends what type of... Thing. <laughs> um, but gymnastic doing... wings
2: hurt my elbows, so I should yeah. do more bicep kills. You should do more bicep kills. <laughs> so not only will you get bigger bicep, but your elbows will probably... <laughs> my ring work for No one wants
0: painful ring work. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nope, no one does. <laughs> uh, so let's look at the question maybe from the point of view of someone who does want to get bigger biceps. Yep. What would be a good way to go about doing that? Probably do some bicep kills. And you can do them quite often as well. You can indeed. So it's a relatively small muscle, so you can hammer them with quite a bit of frequency. And they can recover quite a lot. So you can do bicep kills like, easily, multiple times a week. Mm-hmm at the end of sessions.
1: Yeah, the reality is for bicep curls, like you don't really need to smash the shit out of them. So you, like doing sort of three to four sets, you know, or three to four times a week yep. would be great. You definitely don't need to be doing 12 to 15 steps, sets, sets uh, a session, <laughs> 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 but you could eat, but like they would they recover pretty well. Um, it's hard to give yourself really bad bicep bombs. Unless you do just like, unless you
2: do twelve sets, yeah, <laughs> in a session, which is just too many, <laughs> yeah.
1: So you probably get, well, you would certainly get better results just doing uh, biceps with a, quite a bit of frequency, really. Um, and like, you can easily add them into if you if you specifically want to get bigger arms, you could very easily add them into any program, really, whether that's like a a hybrid program that's got loads of bodyweight stuff, loads of barbell stuff, whether it's like a running program you just want to do some bicep curls into your run it really doesn't matter what it is like to get bigger arms if you want if you really want bigger arms do more curls do more tricep extensions um and if you're not very sore then just keep doing more
2: yeah yeah Feels great getting a pump on as well it, it? does
1: yeah probably <laughs> do some curls with the elbow behind your body some curls with the elbow in front of your body some curls with the elbow in front of your body
0: Make sure you hit all the heads. All, all the heads. So you get a good peek. Exactly. <laughs> uh, an actual serious question then, um, which Tom has highlighted. Apparently I have to read this one out. You don't have to. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> How? I know. I thought bicep curls is a better question. <laughs> <laughs> bicep curls <kills> question mark. <laughs> uh, it's not even a question mark. <laughs> How to balance busy work schedule with training and diet. Tom's typed all of these out and not put a question mark after any of them, which annoys me. So, Does that actually annoy you? Yeah, because I'm reading them as if they're not a question There, It's like a statement. How to balance busy work schedule with trading a diet.
1: Just as an aside, is it possible to have a conversation with someone and not ask a question? Not ask good questions? A question. Not ask a
0: question. Yeah. It'd be very like hard. A massive narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> you just go, hi, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, could you have a normal conversation with someone? Yeah. Could you have a conversation and not ask a question? Is it possible? Be very hard. I would not no. You think no? I
0: think
2: no. It would be very hard.
1: So you can't. So you cannot speak without questions, as in to another person.
0: Well, you obviously can, but I don't. Th- I think it would. I think people would notice straight away that you were being odd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I used to always think about it when I was in the car with my mum. Uh, I wonder if I can chat to her and not ask her any questions. You hate did you something. manage it? Is it possible? Uh, I, I, I feel like I come to the conclusion that it's possible, but it's uh, odd. <laughs> yeah. I used to
0: hate that if you're like with someone you don't know very well and there's like not great chemistry mm. and is usually like, on a drive or something you're the passenger and you're just like uh, like really trying to rack your brains for a question, <laughs> yeah. you're there for like five minutes. But I swear, I can usually think of something. <laughs> <to laughs> All
1: right, back to the Q and A. Uh,
0: how to balance? This is a really good one for you because mm. you, you're like a specialist at this. How Ali, How, how you... do you balance your busy work schedule with training and diet? Ali?
1: Oh well, I've got a lot of experience doing this one. Um, Tom. How do you balance (laughs) a busy work
0: schedule with training and diet? Well.
1: (laughs) We should probably
0: say that we are all extremely lucky Mm. in that the way we've sort of set up our work schedule and days in general mean that like training is able to be a priority for us pretty much all the time. Yeah. Um, And we're very aware of how like lucky we are that that is the case. Yeah. And like, obviously, a lot of our clients aren't in that situation.
2: I think the key thing is like actually prioritising stuff. Yeah. And like, if if you look like look at your week ahead and know you've got a really busy week, if you think right, I'm going to try and train five times this week, like you're just kind of setting yourself up to fail. Mm-hmm. Which for most people, just they don't, they miss maybe the first session and then they don't train for the rest of the week because they they haven't hit what they set out to hit, which was unrealistic for them to do to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like people expect to get it right straight away as well. And like, like I said, it's, it's it's like a designer going like thinking that they're just going to design this thing straight away rather than like having the first iteration thing. Actually, that's not quite right. I'm going to tweak this and go back to it and just keep going back to it. Cause for whatever your kind of circumstances are, you're going to have to keep going back and tweaking and changing things to make it actually fit your actual lifestyle. Um, And then then, like I said, it is just like prioritizing like, oh, I've got I can put an hour in here or I can put an hour in there. And just putting little bits into a day, it might be like you do five minutes of movement first thing in the morning and then you know you're not gonna get to the gym, but you can walk to like you can put some time into walk to work, or little things like that are gonna have like a massive impact.
1: It is a really hard one. But I think to a lot of to, to a large extent you have to kind of take ownership of your health as well. And it's all well and good saying, because you hear it all the time that people people are really busy and fuck me, people are really busy. There is no doubt about that. But if you're really busy for a year and you don't do any sort of form of modality of exercise, you don't place any emphasis on looking after your nutrition for your overall health, um, then you kind of got to change something because it's not only going to be beneficial for your long-term health, but like your... Your, emo- your mental health at the time as well it's like fundamental for that and if you've got deadlines to hit all the time probably missing them some sometimes so just hand the work in later I know that sounds like <laughs> really well you can you can say that because you're not in a job that people are really stressed around you but you've got to prioritize your own health to some extent and and you so before you've even tried to fit it in you've just got to find half an hour 60 whatever it is yeah it doesn't doesn't have to be
0: like what like maybe Mm -hmm. 10 hours a week like we do sometimes it doesn't have to be that like so comparing yourself to people that can do more is probably not going to be that helpful but yeah at at some point like training is good for you Mm -hmm. it's not like just a luxury
1: yeah for sure and like for most people who do listen to this podcast, like you in everyone, most people enjoy training to some extent. And so, and if you find that you're not enjoying whatever you're doing and that's the reason for you to not do the training or what, then just it's cool to stop doing something for a little bit and do something else. You might really like fall in love with walking and just want to walk loads of places. Go ahead and do that if you like stop, like if you just stop enjoying being in the gym for the summer or, so, or whatever it is. Like, it's completely... You should always do what you want to do because there's a much, much, much higher chance that you'll just you'll give that your everything and you'll, and you'll keep doing it. So, if there's something that you find, it, find really, really hard to perform and you think, I can't do this other thing because it's too easy or whatever, then you should just go and do it and, and enjoy it.
2: Yeah, and I think it's like quite often people often like mess up their diet or like, or like fail when they're like in the same kind of situations. So like it's when you're kind of stressed that you tend to go and like have some bad like quote unquote bad food or something like that. If you just like think about those situations where you tend to kind of fall down and then have a plan for those things as well uh, and sort of preempt those things you can make your whole, like, you can make everything so much easier for yourself. Like we, we said before, like when we go into McDonald's, which we do quite a lot, we know that we pretty much always are going to get a wrap of the day. So we don't even have to think about it. You just go up and get like a grilled chicken wrap of the day. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's so many people who go into McDonald's think like beat themselves up for going in to start with and then end up ordering like a whole, like a whole Big Mac meal or something like that. And there's so, like, there's so many sort of easy little like tweaks and changes that you can make like that, that... It, it, it make, just make,
1: make it easy, as easy as possible for yourself. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like thinking that the place you do something at is unhealthy, or the or, or or where you're getting something from is unhealthy. It's like Sainsbury's sell donuts when you shop in Sainsbury's, you don't immediately think you're eating unhealthily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So most places sell things that probably really make make it uh, are easy to fit into any diet. And are hard to fit into any diet so don't let the place determine what you get from that place let your what your goals are what your what you what your nutrition is at the time determine what you buy from that place because no matter where you go you can especially now you can make so many easy adjustments and like tom said like if you go to mcdonald's it's a 350 really like, calorie like, wrap hybrid, excellent hybrid wrap especially yeah <laughs> extra, just ask uh, any mcdonald's for hybrid wrap. <laughs>
0: The um, um, the guy at um, McDonald's re- knew who I was the other day just because I was wearing a hybrid top. So I don't go in there as much as you. No way. <laughs> and I walked in to order. Which one? Uh, like young guy, oh, quite short and skinny. The um the the Spanish, Spanish guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No.
1: Oh yeah, uh, no. <laughs> he's really friendly. Actually, he's
0: like same as the other big boys. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call yeah. dominating, your big boy, <laughs> <Yeah>. isn't it? <laughs> Right, excellent. Um, It was. I said, can I have six of them, please? (laughs) Really? Who
1: are you buying them for?
0: Tom. And you. I bought four the other day. Like, two weeks ago. Oh, thanks. (laughs) And ice cream cone, obviously. Mm, Obviously.
2: Should we just finish with a very quick question? Yeah. In terms of volume for hypertrophy, does it matter if I do 10 sets of 100 press-ups or two sets of 500 Uh well,
0: can you do two sets of five hundred press-ups? <laughs> you do ten sets of a hundred. <laughs> no. No, no, I question? I might be able to do a hundred sets of
2: ten. Oh yeah, that's a better way to do <laughs> it, isn't it. Do
1: you want to repeat that question?
2: Okay. Is it better to do a hundred sets of ten press-ups or
1: two sets of five hundred for hypertrophy muscle building? So <laughs> What, if, if, imagine you actually could. What do you think would be more hy- hypertrophic? If you if, if you could do both those things.
0: If you were capable of doing both those things? Mm-hmm. No, if you were capable of doing either of them, like neither of them would be that hypertrophic because you wouldn't be doing many effective reps at all, would you? you I, I, I agree. So that, that's what I'm saying. So If you could do
1: 500 press-ups, yeah. you could probably do a straight-out bout of 550, yeah. let's say. Would two five hundreds be more effective than a hundred tens? Yes, probably. I think yeah, so yeah, as well. It would be,
0: yeah, because at that point, like ten point hundred ten mm. is just like breathing.
1: So the, 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 this question is based on the fact that um, when you when you're in the gym, often the amount of work you do is called your volume, and volume is just the amount of reps you perform an exercise for times the amount of sets um, in the case of body weight stuff. Uh, but in the case of like a barbell thing, let's say you squatted 100 kilos for 10 reps and you did three sets of that, you'd do 100 kilos times 10 reps times three sets and that would be your total volume. So your total volume would be 3,000. Um, 3,000 volumes. 3,000 kilograms in volume. Um, so the idea is that like the reality if you did three sets of 10 at 100 kilos or six sets of five at 100 kilos you're probably talking about getting very 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 similar uh results out of those two probably the exact same really out of those two options um despite the fact that there's other little nuances that go into maximizing hypertrophy like trying to get kind of close to doing as many reps as you can but not probably not go into failure, um, but that's gonna mean it's really hard to do all the time and you would end up normally getting less reps. Um, so it, it, does, it, it does normally play out that when you equate for volume, especially when you use the same load um, for some reps, it's probably gonna be really, really similar. There was one study that took three sets of seven with a little bit more load, no, sorry, seven sets of three with a little bit more load and compared that to three sets of 10 with a little bit less load and they found that three sets of 10 um, got just as much growth as the the seven sets of three, um, despite the fact that they got all their training done in like a third of the time, Mm. had less injuries, but the seven sets of three built a bit more strength. Strength is a bit more specific. Um, If you want to be strong, you probably need to lift some heavy loads for a few reps, because strength is a lot more. It's
0: like a n- skill, basically, at that level, yeah. especially when you're expressing it in like a barbell squat. Strength is a skill isn't it, that you learn and get efficient.
1: Yeah, out. absolutely. Yes, yeah. so it's like it's you practice the skill and you get a lot of neuro, neurological benefits of being better at that and be able to produce more force, despite the fact you haven't actually got more muscle. Uh, so, the, whether two sets of five hundred versus a hundred sets of ten would be better. Um, it's impossible it's it's it's, it's that's yeah. not a possible question to If you've a,
0: got yeah. to the point where you can do five hundred press ups, you've probably got a fairly big set of packs on you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um but the question is relevant, what is all volume created equal, I suppose, is the question. Um and you know, it, it's not really like if you did a thousand sets of one, um, which most people could probably do over the course of a day. It would be less effective, almost certainly, than a um, hundred sets of of ten. Yeah. Despite the fact it probably would beat you up a fucking shitload. Yeah. So maybe it wouldn't be. Yeah. I, I think I think, really I hard, think in the,
2: in this situation where it's like so like such big differences, even though volumes equated, you would probably get more You'd hypertrophy. You have to
0: do one press up every one minute forty five. Really? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Part. That would be really <laughs> real, apart
1: But when you're sleeping, so one, if you equate it for sleep, how many? It, it's about thirty days you spend sleeping. So what's that times? <laughs> be 60. Six one every minute, basically. One every minute, so you go to bed. Should you do it one day?
2: No. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. Is it
1: going to be too hard? Uh. Oh, let's try it. Be disruptive
2: to your day, wouldn't it?
1: It would be very disruptive. Every minute you have got to do a press up. As you
2: walk in, walk with the tabata (laughs) timer. that will be better. Ten every ten minutes.
0: Yeah, we should do that one day. We should. ten press ups in a day. I reckon that would get quite
1: savage. Yeah, for sure. By like six o'clock. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) This is how I fucked my elbow up (laughs) two years ago.
0: (laughs) Trying to beat Tom on pull-ups. It's a terrible idea. Don't try to beat TMT on um, I think we have, unfortunately, run out of time, but this has been great. We'll answer more questions again, I think. It's quite fun. Isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is fun answering questions.
0: So if you have any questions, please send them in. Um, and then we can say, we've had a really interesting question from such and such a listener. Yep. And you, we'll give you shout-outs. Let's us um, names on this one to give shout-outs? Either
2: on the Hybrids Free Facebook group. is a good excellent place to ask questions or I'm going to put a, um, a link on the website as well so people can just send questions direct that would be good if they want it to be more anonymous mm.
0: and hate mail we still haven't had any hate mail yeah. yet which has really upset us yeah <laughs>
1: we want well, one question here quickly oh gosh how do you get your squat weight heavier being stuck at the same weight for ages
2: I feel like that's quite a long question to answer
1: uh, <laughs> increase nope. volume over time yeah, And don't the do way. more probably than you can recover from.
2: Probably
0: stop trying to squat your max every time you go in the gym, yeah. which is what a lot of people do.
1: So the best way to increase uh, your squat, probably let's just say, up, like just really, really quickly, you had a squat of 60 kilos and you, and you wanted to increase the load on that. You might squat 45 kilos for um, three sets of eight to 10 one week or one session and the next session you might squat 45 kilos for four sets of eight to ten and then the next session you might squat 45 kilos for five sets of eight to ten and then you could increase the load a little bit and do 47 and a half kilos for three sets of eight to ten and then do 47 and a half kilos for four sets of eight to ten um, and then progress going throughout that and I guarantee you over the course of weeks and months you would add a decent chunk to your squat.
0: Very solid advice. Yep.
1: I think you're welcome, um, Fen Run Society. <laughs>
0: uh, I think that is everything. Yep. Um, please rate us five stars because we're excellent, and share us with all your friends, and also subscribe. I think that's all the things that podcasters have to say in there. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? If,
1: if you do all those that? things, we'll give you virtual hugs and cake. For sure. And when you come to the workshop, we'll give you real life hugs and cake. How good was a banana bread on Saturday? Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. Can we just um,
1: record Tom saying that? Yeah, we definitely should. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get Tom Tom on for a special guest. (laughs) To say things in a Welsh accent. (laughs) Because you two are not Welsh. No, we're like (laughs) Welsh.
0: Right there. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.